BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Into Moneyline with Kevin Walsh. No one likes Zach Taylor. Again, this guy went to the Super Bowl last year. Might get fired this year. <laughs> That's outrageous. I can't. Now that I can't allow. Yes. Between yeah. breaking down futures markets or like day-to-day games. Like I might pick the futures market. Like that's how much fun it is. Like you know what I'm yes. saying. And Donnie right side. Ah, man, that felt good. Oh, come on. He's got stung by a bee. How did a bee even get in my house? This has been the greatest day for DRS as is. Uh, just getting less and less here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. Let's get after it here on a Friday afternoon, a football Friday here on the Sports Grid Network, Series XM Channel 159. Your boy DRS is here, and I'm just going to be in the pilot's chair for the next two hours. So let's sit back, let's relax, and let's have some fun. If you do want to get involved in the show, you know how Fridays work here. Primarily college football in hour number one, and then we start picking on the NFL in hour number two. But today... A little bit of a special feeling in the air. Why is that, you ask? Well, the wild card Major League Baseball postseason has begun, and it's already underway right now live. Tampa Bay and Cleveland, bottom of the fourth inning. No runs just yet, but finally, we might have some movement here with Cleveland. Two runners on, one guy out. See if we can get some movement because if you keep it, you know, in relative check here, right? It's the fourth inning. There's no runs. What's going on here? Do you know? And I can't imagine. And quite frankly, I bet a lot of baseball games, playoff games, regular season games, you name it. Five and a half as a total. Like this line opened up at six. It wasn't as if it was like, okay, line is at eight. Two aces are going to take the mound. Bunch of players are out with COVID. And the wind is blowing in at 37 miles an hour. What do you want these hitters to do? That's not the case. It's decent weather out there in Cleveland, as I'm looking right now. A little bit chilly, but hey, man, pitchers out there with nothing on their sleeves. Or nothing on their arms, I should say. No prevailing wind that's knocking anything down. And to see a five and a half, I understand. Look, McClanahan's a really good pitcher. So is Shane Bieber. We understand that, right? But five and a half. Most people would have looked at that and just said to themselves, We are going to bet this game to the over out of principle. How many times do you hear me and, you know, Kevin talk about that? Principle play, principle play, doesn't matter. You just have to take it. Well, it doesn't always work out in your favor. And by the way, gorgeous, gorgeous double play here turned by the Rays on a slow grounder to third base. So they're out of the inning as we move towards the fifth. Nobody has scored yet. Nobody. But again, back to the point of a five and a half. 
I don't care if it's Scherzer taking on DeGrom, which I know they're on the same team with the Mets. I get it. But hear me out. And pitchers have to bat again, and it's cold. Five and a half is ridiculous. And it looks like this game might stay way, way under the total. Look at the live lines right now. If we look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Cleveland Guardians at a minus 126 price. There was high as 150-160 in that last half inning. Why? Because they did have base runners on. Minus 102 price here for Tampa Bay. But look at the total. Oh, my goodness, man. It's taking every bit because we might fire in some live wagers today. You have to understand that. It's a three. The live total is a three. You get the Rays to score one run. You get the Guardians to score one run. You automatically push. And we're talking about the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. And if I'm counting on my fingers here, that's five innings. For each team to get one run, as I like to say, one swing of the bat. Yeah, that's a run. Home run. Boy, oh boy, how low can this go? What is our get-in point here? Let's think of that because we're going to go over the other games today and set those all up. We got time. Philadelphia Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals also start at 2 o'clock. So we got an hour here. But what's our get-in point for the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians today? Or what is your get-in point here if you're driving around Sitting at home enjoying a nice Friday here, getting ready for a football weekend and Major League Baseball is invading the schedule. What's your get-in point? We're live batters, right? Three seems tremendous. Two and a, if it gets to two and a half, let's just say nobody scores in the fifth inning here, and it gets to two and a half runs, one run apiece and you are cashing that ticket. It's already in your back pocket, right? My goodness. Let me get some updates here, too, because I want to see pitch counts between Bieber and McClanahan right now. Let's take a look at a box score here to see what we have. And by the way, Tampa Bay does not have a base hit yet. So Biebs is dealing today. And rightfully so. We previewed this game on the early line this morning. Both myself and Mike blew it. That lineup stinks for the Rays. It stinks out loud. It's amazing that this team is 86-76 and 76 and made it to the playoffs with that offensive lineup. So it doesn't surprise me all that much they don't have runs. But come on, you can't even scratch out a base hit here? Pitch count, 46 for McClanahan through four innings, which is very good. Bieber, 51 pitches, as they're obviously they've already started the top of the fifth inning, through four innings, essentially. So these guys are going to be able to go a long way, a long way, as Tampa Bay actually leads off with a single right here. So here we go. Runner on, top of the fifth, nobody out. Over-under creeps up on the live market at 3.5 at a plus 104 price. Tampa Bay now flips to the slight fave. Minus 118. Here we go. Football Friday? Yeah. But we're going to talk some Major League Baseball here in our number one and certainly keep you updated. We'll take a look at some series prices. The Philadelphia Phillies game on deck followed by the other two games as well. But college football also will take center stage. Come on back with us. We're going to have some fun this afternoon. It's Moneyline with Donnie Wrightside. Okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hour number one here on Moneyline. It's Donnie Wrightside. In the afternoon, if you want to have some fun, you have a baseball take, college football take, hour number one is your time to get in. 844-843-6879. As we're watching right now, Tampa Bay and Cleveland, top of the fifth inning, one on and two outs here, as finally the Tampa Bay Rays have broken through and gotten a base hit. So we'll see if they can add on, maybe make it two base hits, and maybe we might score a run. What are the odds in this game, and quite frankly, the football game on Thursday night? We ain't looking at too much offense in back-to-back games here. Is this going to be a one-to-nothing game? It really feels like a one-to-nothing extra-inning ball game. I mean, I like my share of lower-scoring games, but goodness, goodness, goodness. Could this be one? Again, five-and-a-half was the... Opening line on this baseball game overall. All right, looks like the lines are locked right now currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook because it is a full count, so runners will be off. Maybe a base hit can score, but I do see it shifting here to middle of the fifth inning, which my computer is much, much faster than my actual cable TV. Was it a strikeout? Let's see. Yes, it was. And there you go. Bieber sets them down as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning. Now, there is more Major League Baseball on today, and I love this. I really do. Because the simple fact of the matter is you're going to give me four playoff games on a Friday. Now, most people, and look, I'm a Phillies fan. You guys know that. I get texts and family members and people that I like to say I have actual real jobs as opposed to what I do here, talking sports for a living. Man, they put that game on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got to work. I'm going to have to watch it on my phone or try to pay attention. I got a sales meeting. I'm, I'm going to miss three innings. I get you on that, but I love it. As a content person, it's fantastic stuff to have for you, and particularly on a Friday. It like, sets the weekend up right, doesn't it? Like, even if you're not a fan of a team that made the playoffs, or at least a wild card round of the playoffs, you know, maybe you're a fan of Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Yankees, you get it, right? Atlanta Braves, that you don't get to watch. But it's fun just to start off to have something live to watch on TV in meaningful games, not just your random afternoon Major League Baseball game between the Pirates and, uh, let's just say, the Washington Nationals. These games mean something. We're going to get the series price in just a few moments, but there is a game that's going to start off at 2 o'clock, the Philadelphia Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals. Very interesting series here, and again, to set the table, if you're not quite familiar with how things are working this year, it used to be where the wild card round was a one-game playing, basically. You went game 163, and if you won or lost, you moved on. Excuse me, if you won, you moved on. If you lost, well, you were home already after playing that long of a season for one baseball game. Like, you got on a plane, like, what do we actually do this for at this point here? But having said that, 
The Phillies do have a decent shot here against the Cardinals. They really do. We'll go over series prices in a bit, but let's just focus on this game as is. Jose Quintana is the starter for the St. Louis Cardinals. Not Adam Wainwright, who maybe you say the veteran guy in the room. Maybe he should get the ball. He's actually going to be available out of the bullpen, it said, in games one and game two here for the Cardinals. But Quintana has been very good. So has Zach Wheeler. So the lines here listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook are the Philadelphia Phillies at a minus 110 price. And a total, woo, look at a sky-high total, people. Six and a half. Feels sky-high because of what we just talked about in that Tampa Bay Rays-Guardians game here, which is a total listed at three as a live number and came into the game at a five and a half. But let's break down this Philadelphia Phillies game and take a look at the lineups and where maybe some of those matchups are. If we actually started with the Tampa Bay-Cleveland game, which it is already underway, that lineup is terrible. It's terrible. Terrible for the Tampa Bay Rays. But somehow they made the playoffs with that lineup, and somehow you expect them to maybe even win this series because Cleveland wasn't getting a whole lot of respect here on the price line for the series itself. But let's take a look at the starting lineups here for the Philadelphia Phillies and how they match up against Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana was traded over to St. Louis as one of those guys like, hey, you know, we just need another arm in here. Let's see how it works out. He's been really, really good. And the Philadelphia Phillies have a, let's just say, tendency to go run and hide on offense and not in a good way. Not, hey, man, we're going to put seven runs on the board over the first five innings and just, you know, walk to a victory. I'm talking about, like, what is this Philadelphia Phillies lineup doing? Because there's a lot of good players. Take a look at the starting lineup today for the Phillies. Schwarber, leadoff position. Guy hit 46 bombs in the regular season. That's your leadoff hitter. Reese Hoskins, JT Realmuto in the three-hole. Bryce Harper, cleanup. Nick Castellanos in the five-hole. Alec Bohm, six-hole. Gene Segura, seven. Stott, eight. And Veerling, nine. Now, if we're lining this up, let's take a look at Quintana. And who cares what this lineup did, talking about the Philadelphia Phillies, in April, May, June, and July. doesn't matter. Same thing with Jose Quintana. I don't care what he did to start the season. That doesn't factor in at all. Let's take a look at these guys down the stretch and into the playoffs, or should I say entering into the playoffs. Ex-fit for Jose Quintana at 3.66, which is tremendous. It's similar to like an ERA, but that takes into account the pitcher's actually strengths, right? Remove some of the defense, fly balls that you're hitting, strikeouts, hit batters, things like that walks. 3.66 is very good. K percentage here for Quintana, 22%. Okay, not great, not terrible. Doesn't walk too many batters. But take a look at this. Weighted on base percentage. And you guys hear me talk a lot about this when we break down these baseball games on the early line throughout the entire summer. Weighted on base percentages for the pitcher. Anything around a 325, we're talking not from the batter's perspective, the pitcher's position. 325 or lower is what you're aiming for. 325 is average. Anything above that, not doing your job. Anything below that, depending on how low you go, really doing your job. And how about this for Jose Quintana? Astronomically good, man. A 120 weighted on base percentage of lefties. Now, lefties in the lineup today. Stott, Harper, Schwarber. ISO power number. 175 is a very good number. So if you're a pitcher, you want it below that. How about the lefties? Only 13 batters that he's faced, actually, over the last month. Zero ISO power number. So you say, Donnie, how's that translate here from the right side? Well, Jose Quintana, 89 batters he has faced from the right side over the past month. Weighted on base percentage of 192. Freakishly low. How about his ISO power number in 036? Absolutely tremendous. And that's not like we're talking about left-handed pitcher on left-handed batter where there was only 13 batters that he faced. 
That's 89 batters. That's a pretty good sample size here that he's been dominant. So if you say to yourself, okay, good pitcher here. How does the Philadelphia Phillies line up against left-handed pitching over the past 30 days? It's not good. It's really not pretty. Kyle Schwarber. Let's go over the weighted on base averages first before we get to some of the ISO power numbers. Because we know, like, hey, some of these guys go one for ten, but that, you know, one hit is a home run. Weighted on base percentage for a player. Keep in mind, once again, 325 or above, very good. 325 or below as a hitter, you're not doing your job. Schwarber at 253. Yeah, that's even with 46 home runs. That's a 253 over the past 30 days. Reese Hoskins, 276. Bad. JT Real Muto, a 310. That's bad. Bryce Harper, who's your cleanup hitter, 27 at bats over the last 30 days against left handed pitchers, a 167 weighted on base percentage. That's bad. Nick Castellanos, I know he was injured, came back, only had five at bats here over the past week, I guess you could say, against left handed pitching. He's had a 138 weighted on base percentage. Alec Bohm, Right-handed batter, 312. So you're looking at the first six batters in the lineup today for the Philadelphia Phillies, well below average. Now, 7, 8, and 9, Gene Segura out here, a 473 weighted on base percentage through 21 batters. Very good. Very good. And I know we have a caller waiting online here. Just hold on. I'm going to pick that bad boy up after the break, and we're going to have some fun with you out there, Moose. I see you online here. Don't worry about that. Segura, 473, as I said. Stott, 274. Weighted on base percentage, terrible. Matt Veerling, 377 through 23 at-bats. Good. So we're looking at two batters in that Philadelphia Phillies lineup that are above average. Doesn't sound too good. Now, ISO power numbers, right? Hey, Donnie, one swing of the bat, as you like to say. Leave the ballpark. Doesn't matter how many, you know, hits you get. Just make sure you put some good, uh, good one on those balls. Reese Hoskins, 227, very good. Gene Segura, 368, very good. Everybody else in that lineup, below average over the past 30 days against left-handed pitching. Come on, Phillies. We're going to need some help. We're going to need some luck. I'm hitting those phone lines next because I know the moose is waiting out there. Cleveland's out there pitching. Let's do it. Come on back with us. It's Moneyline on a Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, hey. Hour number one right here. Moneyline in the afternoon on a Friday, a football Friday. We'll get to some college football here in just a little bit. And here's what I do like, too. 
<laughs> I follow a lot of accounts on Twitter, but some are like bot accounts that just like, you know, programmed in where a ball is hit, they call it a home run or not. And I've seen this happen more than once this year. Uh, it would be, would it be a home run? Jose Series versus Bieber. Fly out. Exit Velo, launch angle, would have been a home run at Fenway Park and nowhere else. What well, was a home run? Because it bounced off the top of the wall and went over. But there's no autocorrection as if a person is actually typing that in. Kind of funny when you actually see that. But it is one to nothing Tampa Bay right now over the Cleveland Guardians. Let's get to the phone lines. 844-843-6879 on Moneyline. It's Mark Moose Moose Mark Friday. Oh, no. A one to nothing lead here for Tampa Bay. What's up, Moose? Yeah, oh, that's okay. You know what? Uh, I can guarantee, I can absolute 100% guarantee a win for the Guardians today. You know why? Woof. Go. You know why? It's, it's, why is it? Today is, my wife's six, today is my wife's 60th birthday. Oh, All right? oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's, I mean, that's I'm, the I'm angle we need out there, Moose. Yes, absolutely. And, hey, have you ever been up to uh, the stadium in Baltimore? Yeah, beautiful stadium. Have you ever absolutely, a game up yes. There? Yes, it's beautiful. And th- that's pretty much, th- th- that's pretty much um, when Cleveland built their new stadium, they modeled it after uh, Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland, it, th- that stadium is just phenomenal. And you can bet probably about 500,000 Polacks called off sick today. And we're all sitting in the stands hoping their faces don't come up on the jumbotron. So, exactly. Yep. But, uh, really, mm-hmm. really. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, man, it doesn't get better. You know, you got um, you got Nebraska playing Rutgers tonight. You got some Big Ten ball. Mm-hmm. You got you got the Guardians going. And man, do I have a recipe for you that I'm cooking Sunday for get my shoot. wife? Let's so go. What I do we got? Some, Lay it on me. I have some. I have some two-inch thick bone-in Durlock pork chops, center cut, yeah. okay? And the trick with these guys is that you marinate them in buttermilk because buttermilk is acidic. You butterm- a buttermilk uh, marinate them for 24 hours, take them out of the buttermilk, room temperature. And for those people that have a grill but don't have a smoker, you, you put them in the oven until you get an internal temp of 117. And then you fire up your grill. You get your grill as hot as you can get it, and you do a reverse sear bone-in pork chop recipe. Apps with, with a little bit of garlic butter paste. Oh my God! Absolutely. But um, you know, and I absolutely love that this game kicked off at twelve o'clock today. It's helped me get me through too. my part-time job a lot quicker. So, me but, too. Uh, as always, thanks for letting me on, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy your guys' show. Take care. Have there a great go. weekend. You got it. There we go. Moose having ready to go. How about that? 60th birthday for the wife out there. Grandkid on the way. Baseball on the TV there for Moose. Nah, life is good at this point. It really is. Brought up a good point, too. Nebraska and Rutgers tonight from the great state of New Jersey. Now, truth be told, looking at this game you know, during the week, sometimes you don't pay attention to all that much. But the thing that I got to laugh out of is when I go to the FanDuel Sportsbook, because I have a lot of sportsbooks up on my on my desktop, but usually it's the one I go to. Obviously, you know, in the morning, responsive by FanDuel, very easy to move around it. So sometimes I'll just stick on that, unless we're shopping lines and trying to get, like, a wager down at that point. Ooh, who has the better, you know, lines, you'll move it around. But I was like, oh, man, Rockers-Nebraska game. What time is that on Saturday? Scrolling down. Don't see it anywhere. That's interesting. Yeah. 
It's because it's New Jersey, and that's where I live. That's where Rutgers plays. And for some odd reason, you can't bet on that football game, which is ridiculous as is. But looking at that line tonight, that kickoff is at 7 o'clock. 50 and a half is a total. Minus three is a favorite for Nebraska in this game. Nebraska's actually a favorite here over Rutgers. Now, when you try to take a look to see, like, what would even give you a pause for that? Or why is Rutgers a dog in this game? Nebraska beat by Northwestern overseas, 31-28 to start the season. Beat North Dakota, 38-17 at home. Georgia Southern, that was the game that shocked everybody, September 10th. You lose that game 45-42. Oklahoma comes in and absolutely destroys the place, 49-14. That was the game that previously before that Scott Frost had been fired. And then you see them out of nowhere say, okay, favored by six and a half. Winner by 14 last week over Indiana. Come on, the Rutgers is still a dog in this game overall. Rutgers' first three games of the season, winners. Beat BC by a point. Smashed Wagner. Beat Temple only by two. That's the, the Northeast battle, right? Get beat by Iowa, 27-10. Ohio State is going to do a lot of damage to a lot of teams, 49-10. I think the biggest highlight in that game was a fake punt. That ended up with a guy getting lit up out of bounds and Greg Schiano and Ryan Day going at each other. But if you're looking just on matchups here, Nebraska's defense as a whole on the season, it's been brutally bad. 200 yards per game they give up on the ground, 5.4 yards per carry, and 269 yards in the air. Whew. But if you look at that the Rutgers offense, though, I mean, what are they actually offering up here? Now, Rutgers actually did throw for 300 yards against Iowa, but did get smoked in that game. But versus Ohio State, Ohio State ran for 7.4 yards per carry. So good luck on that one, as I would like to say. Even if I wanted to get down here, I can't get down because in the state of New Jersey, again, we cannot bet on Rutgers football, quite frankly, any other Sports in New Jersey. St. Peter's makes a nice run. Yeah, we can't bet on that here in New Jersey. You know, you want to bet some other, you know, bet in NJIT? Yeah. Mm-mm. Not betting that one. Seton Hall? Yeah. Nope. Can't do that one either. Just the way it's set up here at this point. But uh, we do have a runner on base here in the bottom of the sixth inning. One out for the Cleveland Guardians. That line again, total, three and a half plus 124. We'll keep an eye on that one here. But that's football on Friday night. By the way, you do have a nice little schedule. And I've told Kevin this quite a bit during the week. I do like the fact that we're starting to swing a little bit, you know, more for the fences in early games on Saturday. No longer just, you know, horrible matchup after horrible matchup. And, you know, Alabama just plays uh, the Citadel. That's like your noon game. A bad Big Ten West matchup, right? We don't have that anymore. So you do get some fun. I don't know how much fun this is going to be, though, for Michigan-Indiana, 319-320. 12 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. This line opened up at 17.5, now sits at 22.5. As we just went over, Indiana getting beat by Nebraska. Not exactly the greatest look here at this point. And by the way, just watch this. Ooh, how about that? Major League Baseball home run. Moose just called in a little while ago. He said, don't you worry about the Guardians. Jose Ramirez, two-run shot. Two-to-one Guardians over the Rays. Last year, the total. Remember, the total was three, guys. Yeah, it's already two-to-one, so you got to push in your back pocket in the bottom of the sixth inning. A massive shot. Excuse me, 389 feet. 
Let's get to the call. Let, I, I, I need to get to this guy, too. 844-843-6879. It's Moneyline. It's a Friday. The X-Man's calling in. I got my pencil. I got my paper. And I'm ready to listen to see where we're going. Shout out to Virginia Beach. X-Man, talk to me. Plus money, college football, yeah. four legs. Oh, yeah. Come on. Lay it on me. 100, on. 100 to 1. Mm-hmm. We're going with the two games in the Big 12. We're going Texas okay. versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma money line. All right. Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Texas Tech mm-hmm. money line. Okay. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Arkansas money mm-hmm. line. <laughs> Started off the night. Nebraska at Rutgers. Rutgers uh-huh. money line. Oh man. One hundred to one. Money line. Ten dollars gets you a thousand. Man. We're spending. We're spending there. That's the X Man right there calling in on a Friday. College football. Hundred to one banger. That's what I appreciate out there. Like a lot of people can call in and you know, hey, look, I like a straight wager tonight. I just like somebody to, you know, win straight up. Let's talk about like Rutgers. Like, ah, Rutgers just to win straight up. No, 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 no. You get the party started tonight, according to X-Man here. And you roll all through the weekend. Or all through Saturday, I should say. 100 to 1. Impressive stuff out there. Hope everything is going well for the X-Man out in Virginia. But you know he's going to bring that fire. And there we go. And I write down the X-Man's plays. When the guy, people call in and give their plays out on Moneyline, I'm more likely to remember these plays than, let's just say, old K-Dubs plays, or even JP when he's behind the scenes here. You know, Christian doing a great job here on a Friday afternoon. I write that stuff down more so than that. All right, so we'll see how that one plays out. But getting back to the point here, Saturday college football, Michigan and Indiana. And I told you, I love the fact that we're now getting serious about those early games. Now, Michigan's going to play for a lot this year, at least we think. 5-0 and in the season, Indiana 3-2. and It just seems to me... Like, Michigan is in a holding pattern until the last game of the season. It just seems that way because it's Ohio State. That's for all the marbles. Just can't trip up. Everything checks out well for them in this game. You want to talk about Michigan playing defense? And even they didn't play the greatest schedule already with five. I mean, the first three games were an absolute joke. But Michigan giving up 92 yards on the ground, 2.9 yards per carry, and only 157 yards per game in the air. If we're looking at Indiana on defense, a buck 45 on the ground they give up, 277 in the air. Michigan on the road early. Maybe they're sleeping. I doubt it. Sounds like a Wolverines absolute blowout. It's another game I want to talk about at noon, 377-378. That's Tennessee and LSU. Tennessee favorite on the road? Come on, let's talk about it. Come on back. It's Moneyline on a football Friday right here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oh, yeah. Flying first class in the afternoon right here on the grid, huh? Football Friday. Having some fun talking some live Major League Baseball action and the college football card here. Some of the bigger games on Saturday afternoon. I'm Donnie Wrightside. If you want to get a hold of us, it's easy. 844-843-6879. Get those takes off. Hour number two, we'll switch over to pro football and also get you updated on the Philadelphia Phillies and St. Louis Cardinals. Due to be underway at 208. Let's talk with Christian behind the scenes here. Could it be where the Tampa Bay Rays and the Guardians game is actually over before the Phillies start at 208? Be incredible, but it looks like they're actually headed there. And quite frankly, if the Cleveland Guardians have the lead, which they do, you don't have to put go into the bottom of the ninth inning, so you save yourself a half of an inning, something to keep an eye on. But as I alluded to before the break, 377-378 on Saturday. Noon kickoff again. I love this stuff. I love this. Tennessee and LSU. This line opened up at 3.5 at FanDuel. It's down to 2.5 at FanDuel. There are some threes across the board. It looks like we have that at MGM and also DraftKings. The total here, get this, up from 59.5, so much for the old school SEC and LSU, right, to 64.5, even 65 showing up at DraftKings and looks like Fox bet here, as well as points bet and also bet 365. So moving through there. Who would have thought, like, Tennessee, LSU, defensive battle like a decade ago, right? Remember LSU? My goodness, couldn't find a quarterback to save their lives, relying on defense, you know, kicking field goals up against Alabama. That's no longer the case in the SEC. Air it out, Brian Kelly down from Notre Dame to LSU. Checking out some of these weather conditions, which obviously they can't be that bad if the line is going up. Partly cloudy, about 10 miles an hour, so nothing to worry about. No rain in the forecast. But I talked earlier with Mike Blewett on the early line. Hendon Hooker. Quarterback here for Tennessee was 14-1 to to win the Heisman. Now, it is going to be an absolute grinder here if they want to get through and him win a Heisman and Tennessee actually win the SEC. Because it's, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to bring up the schedule right now. Tennessee is ranked in the top 10 right now. Tremendous start to the season. They actually have ranked victories over two different teams. They crushed Ball State 59-10. to Obviously, Ball State's not the ranked team. Pitt on the road, 34-27. Now, how good is Pitt? But they were ranked when they played them. Akron, another MAC team here, 63-6. And then they beat Florida, 38-33. Now coming up on taking on LSU. But how about this? You know what's on deck? How about this? You play LSU on the road, and your prize for that is to come back home and play Alabama, the top team in the country. UTM after that. And also, my goodness. You wonder why so many head coaches in college football, particularly sometimes in the SEC, get fired. I mean, Nick Saban does get fired. Kirby Smart's doing a good job. There are some guys that hang around, you know, leech down at Mississippi State. I hear you on that. But when you have to play a ranked pit team as one of your, like, hey, we'll just, you know, throw this one in as maybe a home and home, and they end up ranked. Because you like to play Ball State and Akron. You win as many of those games as you can against a coach to say at the end of the year, hey, man, we made a bowl. 
who won seven, eight games, well, you usually get like three free victories on the season. Now, they are going to play Tennessee Martin, which is going to be another free victory. But you played number 20 Florida, number 17 Pitt. You're going to play number 25 LSU this weekend. Number one Alabama next week, two weeks from now, Kentucky, top 15 team. And, oh, yeah, you played Alabama, they're number one. Guess what? Georgia also on deck there. Number two in the country on the road. I mean, it's incredible. It really is. Now, the end of the season, you should win, right? Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. But you want to talk about if Tennessee can run the table. I don't even know. I don't even know why I'm saying this, though. Like, Tennessee running the table includes beating a number one and a number two team. Like, it's Miami back in the 90s beating, like, Florida State and Oklahoma one and two. It just doesn't happen all that much these days, and quite frankly, we don't expect it to. But wouldn't Hendon Hooker be the Heisman Trophy winner if Tennessee actually went unbeaten throughout their schedule with that absolute meat grinder in the SEC just playing ranked opponent after round? Not just ranked opponent. Like, hey, none. he's only playing number 25 LSU. Yeah, he's got Bama 1, Georgia 2 still out there. But that line, two and a half here, LSU. Now, typically, where do you get scared when you bet LSU right in Death Valley? At night. Got that tiger eye in the center of the uh, field. The H field goals in the back of the end zones. Like, they have a whole lot of history down there. And a tough place to play in Death Valley. And it's really loud at night. But does LSU have the chops to take down Tennessee this week? And also, like, is Tennessee, like, is this a look-ahead game for Tennessee? How can that be? How can you have a look-ahead game at LSU when they're a ranked opponent? That can't be the case. He certainly kind of come focused in this game. But look at the Tennessee offense now, though. They're averaging 48.5 points a game. Even LSU's averaging 36 a game at this point. But look at the yardage. And I know some of this can really be blown up when you play a couple MAC teams. But look at both of these teams. Rush yardage, 193 yards per game for Tennessee. LSU, 196. Passing yards per game on offense we're talking about here. Volunteers, 366. 366 a game, LSU 247. But how about this? Tennessee a little susceptible to the air. 309 yards per game they give up in the air. LSU is the complete opposite here. Buck 83 per game in the air. Now, LSU coming into this game, I don't know if you had higher expectations. They're 4-1. Quite frankly, Coming into the season, you probably still looked at that schedule and said they probably should be 5-0. and Surprised opening week, or opening night, I should say, by Florida State 24-23. Beat Southern. Nice win against Mississippi State 31-16. New Mexico, which is ridiculous. Bad football team. 38-0. And then against Auburn, which you didn't even really have that many statistics in a 21-17 win. How about this? Buck 85 on the ground. 85 yards in the air. So when you're taking a look at what is the real LSU team, is it the team that's playing better competition and, you know, 139 yards on the ground, 209 in the air against Florida State? Is it at Auburn, 185 on the ground, only 85 yards in the air? Or is it the team that played Mississippi State, a little bit more run and gun, 207 on the ground and 210 in the air, so over 400 yards of offense? Now, they had over 500 yards of offense against Southern and 600 yards of offense against New Mexico. That's why some of those numbers are inflated there. I don't know. I think I'm still going to trust Tennessee in this. Like It's almost like one of those football teams don't like them all that much. But you just look at them and say, man, they got a tough road here. Wouldn't it be nice if they can keep it rolling? 
and for college football's sake. They're 4-0, 5-0, rolling in to take on Alabama. That sounds like some good stuff. It really does. How about the Red River rivalry down at the Cotton Bowl? Another noon kickoff here on Saturday. 383-384 on the rotation. Texas, Oklahoma. This line, how about this one? FanDuel opened up this game minus two and a half. We now see nines out there at DraftKings, MGM, points bet, bet 365. Total opened up at 62 and a half. We're now seeing 65s to 65 and a halves across the board. So it used to be called the Red River Shootout. This game does look like it's going to be a shootout in this rivalry. But the big news is you say, well, Donnie, why would a line move from two and a half one way as Oklahoma the favorite over to Texas at this point? Well, it's pretty simple. Quarterback change here. Quinn Ewers expected back for Texas here. That should be a big boost. Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. Where is Texas's season at this point? As they sit three and two. They'd probably beat Alabama. You know they probably beat Texas Tech too. You know, offense really wasn't the issue all that much. They gave up a lot of yards against the Red Raiders. They could be unbeaten rolling into this game. Would they be number one in the country because they beat Alabama? Probably not that high. I don't know if they would have surpassed Georgia at this point here. But they would have been way up there, way up there. But that's a fun one to try to do. And also, one of the tough things for us handicappers is to put into context him coming back. Yeah, awesome, great player. Hasn't played in a couple weeks. Maybe gun shy from the pocket. Blitz coming down. Ooh, last time I had this, I got smashed into the turf, hurt my shoulder, and here we are at this point. You do worry about that a little bit. You honestly do. But Oklahoma's perspective in this game, also 3-2. and two. But if you want to say a really disappointing 3-2, and two, that's absolutely it for Oklahoma. You beat UTEP 45-13 opening day. So what? Nobody cares about that. You're supposed to do that, right? Kent State, 33-3. Nobody cares about that. That total in that game, by the way, 72.5, fell way short, way short in that game. You handle Nebraska on the road when you thought maybe Nebraska would get a bump by firing Scott Frost and Mark Whipple would have the reins and the kids would listen. They weren't listening at all. They got hammered in that game. But then you play Kansas State at home and you get tripped up in that one. You're favored by two touchdowns there. You can't lose that game at home. Then you take on TCU on the road. And no shame in your game, let's just say, if you lose that game close. Ah, at TCU, they were really up for us. You know, maybe we didn't play all that well. But 55-24, stop the madness at this point, right? Look at the defensive numbers the Longhorns had playing TCU on the road. It looks like video game numbers. You know, and if anybody out there has a little brother or a friend that's never played Madden before, it's, hey, man, it's easy. Just pick the paddles up. Let's go. Let's go one-on-one little head-to-head matchup. And you just smoke them and do whatever you want. 361 rushing yards against Texas by TCU. So I said, what are they, like a read option team? Wing T, Veer. Is this Army-Navy didn't throw for any yards? They threw for 307 yards. You almost had 700 yards of offense go against you in that game. That doesn't even make sense. Like, even saying it. Like, I have to go over the numbers again. Goes, Is that actually true from what really happened here? And quite frankly, it is, which is absolutely astounding. Now, 4 o'clock on Saturday, 317-318, North Carolina, Miami, Florida. 66.5 is the total across the board. We're expecting points. Last time we saw Miami, they were getting dusted. They said, it's okay. 
They lose sometimes. Who they lose to? Florida State? Clemson? They go up to BC in the cold weather, get beat. What happened there? No, you lost to Middle Tennessee State and bad. Middle Tennessee State did whatever they wanted to. Now, Miami, Florida actually opens up as a four and a half point favorite. That's dropped down to three and a half. Is anybody out there saying, you know what? Mario's going to turn this thing around in this game. They're going to get after it. Tyler Van Dyke was benched in the last game. He's going to start again in this one. But come on, man. There was a lot of hype around Miami this year. Not to say they would even win the ACC and take down Clemson. But to be that next level, like, you know what? We're on the cusp now with Mario Cristobal. Manny Diaz is gone. Mario Cristobal takes us into the next, middle, next millennium of our football team, and it just hasn't worked out. And that's a high total, but Miami is a favorite. Now, number one, if you're just looking at it, people are loading up on North Carolina. They really are. And I don't see where the edge would come in to take the Miami Hurricanes, per se, because, quite frankly, I would be loading up as well on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Ohio State, Michigan State, man, 27 points. What happened to rivalries here in the Big Ten? 331-332, also a 4 o'clock game. Ohio State goes on the road, four touchdown favorite. Just short, right? 27 points to 28, just short. Trevion Henderson should be back for this game. Who knows what Ohio State's going to do to Michigan State and try to embarrass them? I don't know, but that game certainly I don't think is going to be put up. It's one of those where you're taking a look at your quarterback who wants to win a Heisman. That's one of those where you just say, hey, kid, get out there and throw five touchdown passes in the first half to see if we can take you one down. A lot of stuff here. How about BYU-Notre Dame? Home game for Notre Dame. Yeah. The game's in Vegas. BYU-Notre Dame in Vegas. Hey, my goodness. Well, we're coming up here at the close of our number one short segment for you at the top of the hour. The NFL is on deck and a little bit more Major League Baseball preview. Sonny Wright's out of here in the afternoon on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Quick baseball update here. Rays, Guardians, 2-1, to one, and down the stretch they come, I believe, entering into the eighth inning now. Six outs left here to see if the Rays can tie this one up and send it to extras. If not, the Guardians will win game number one. How about this one? Eight o'clock, Saturday night. Bryce Young's status to be determined on Saturday says Coach Saban here. But the betters, they don't care. Alabama's at home against A&M. 16.5-point favorite they opened up as. 
even with questions around the quarterback, it's up to 24 and a half. A total also that was 56 and a half, that's now 50 and a half. So questions on Texas A&M's quarterback situation, Alabama's quarterback situation, nobody cares. It's all about Alabama to see if they can run it up. Bryce Young, no Bryce Young. We're expecting a big-time victory from them. Also, another Saturday interesting one. Who would have thought TCU-Kansas would actually be a big game five or six weeks into the season and a total that is close to 70 points in that game? Now, JP, a few days back, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, said he liked the TCU-Kansas game to go over when I said, I don't know, we'll be leaning towards an under in that spot. We'll see what happens there. So some good college football over the weekend that's going to build for the future. And I can't wait to the day that we get more than a 14 playoff or an 18 playoff or a 12. And some of these games where, yeah, let's care about them, right? SC's a 12 and a half point favorite over Washington State. SC loses, they probably have no chance to make it into the college football playoff. With only one loss, even if they win the Pac-12. Nonsense. They should be in and so many more teams as well. If we like the field of 64 in March Madness, you should and actually really like college football with an expanded playoff. But these 16 seeds don't beat the ones. Yeah, once every 30 years they do, and we still love it anyway, and we watch. Our number two coming up. We'll preview the Philadelphia Phillies Cardinals game one last time and also hit the NFL. Hot takes you got. Call me, 844-843-6879. It's Donnie Wright's out on a Friday, hanging out with you right here on The Grid. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 